are now in session. We are proceeding with the hot soup case involving the assistant coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers and shooting guard for the Cleveland Cavaliers, J.R. Smith. We will start with evidence provided by the defendant's lawyer, which is an audio recording of how this incident took place. This audio recording is being provided by head coach Tyrone Liu as he shamefully hid under a bleacher during practice. Let's take a listen. Oh man, so glad I'm done with this practice. I finally drink my soup. Been balling all day, I need a break. Uh, JR, JR, where, where are, you? are you? Are you eating soup right now? We're in the middle of practice. But, and did I see some Henny earlier? I think I saw Henny. I'm gonna tell the coach and he's gonna light your ass up. Chill, that was brown energy drink. Actually comes in many flavors, including red and indigo. And nah, uh, it's drinking soup, not eating soup because you're mainly drinking it. I'm pretty sure it's eating soup. Soup is a meal, so you eat it. I know this, I've been eating soup for many years. I'm JR motherfucking Soup Boy Smith. I know that it's drinking soup. Yo, I might just throw this soup at you real quick. I'm angry. Yo, throw the damn soup. I'll just eat it in the air, because you eat soup. Catch this soup. <laughs> Would you actually throw it? That's so cruel. Oh shit, yo, I, I didn't know that I was gonna. Hey, I gotta go. I'm 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 hey, out, yo. I gotta go. I gotta pick up my uh, son from uh, the hospital, yo. I gotta go. What's going on, everyone? Episode forty-one of High Top Flip Flops. It is Krish. I'm here with Navek. Navek, man, talk to me. How are you today? I'm all right. I'm doing okay. Um, I saw something on the Explore page recently. Explore page of? Instagram. Okay, talk to me. Yeah. It's really, it's really a, just a dwelling ground for uh, so much quality content. Yeah, it's, it's quality and terrible stuff. And usually it's at least directed towards you because they're spies and they yeah. know everything that you like. Yeah, with the algorithms and all that stuff. <clears throat> but something that was weird when I was on it was I saw like, a meme by, like, the worst page ever that I would never follow. It's, like, a old hip-hop heads page where they're, like, who's the best rapper, uh, Nas or Lil Pump? <laughs> and was, like, yeah, we... Just unnecessary comparison. We, we know what you're trying to go after here. Go home. Don't don't have Instagram. And this, this particular meme was, like, the worst because it said um, old hip-hop heads... And then it was comparing jean sizes. <laughs> and this old hip-hop head jeans are apparently boot-cut size 38 jeans oh, yes. that are super whack. Our favorite. And then uh, new kids, new hip-hop kids in 2018, it's a guy wearing skinny jeans. Uh, this is a super lame meme because it doesn't apply to me at all. You know I'm a part of the slim skinny jean movement. I'm 100,000% <laughs> against this Large jean covering ass shoe type jean. You know, I hate that so much. <laughs> you can never wear Vans. You have to wear like high tops or like something I don't look atrocious. G units. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, was it Reebok that had that collab? With G unit? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was ugly. <laughs> that shoe was ugly. It wasn't even like a cool, simple white sneaker. It was just. Just ugly. Yeah, it was bad. But listen, they still have more money than we'll ever have. So 
I guess we can give him that. That's true. How are you doing these days? <laughs> Listen, Nivek, I'm doing pretty good. Um, uh, I think I just signed up for another marathon, half marathon, so that's kind of cool. For where? Um, it's in Ottawa, I think. Um, it's in a couple months' time. I feel like it's just, it just it, uh, provides me good reason to just try and implement uh, like schedule with the way I exercise. Like as soon as I ran this other one, I just st- I just didn't run. <laughs> I just didn't do anything physical whatsoever besides going to work. And yeah, I think it might be good. But besides that, um, doing great as always. We're working towards putting out some more good stuff for this podcast. So there's that. And there's also nothing else. Nothing else. Yeah, literally nothing else, man. I just, I just, I just eat and breathe. I'm just married to the game, man. Married to the game. As I said, you know, I'm a married man, so I'm just. When did you propose? (laughs) I proposed. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Probably the first time you and I uh, recorded in Tusker's basement. Did you do it in front of friends and family, or was this like a a lone thing? It was. I was on my Jim Halpert shit, you know, faked it the first time, then pulled up at the gas station on a rainy day. Like the game didn't even know it was coming, you know? You know, uh, there are actually a lot of articles saying that Jim Halpert's actually an asshole in really? the office. Talk to me about He's this. not the good guy that everybody claims him to be. Who is Ron or fucking Roy or whatever his name is? Because that guy was the worst. No, he's worse, obviously, okay. much worse than him. I don't think that this is really like, oh, this guy's a good guy type argument like any guy is a good guy in that universe because really all of them are scumbags in their own way yes yes i think that's fair for you to say and the whole point of the show is for you to be like scumbags are humans too and sometimes you just need to have cameras follow you for 10 years for you to know that yeah or they're more complex maybe that's a whole thing i mean certainly a big part of it's like ah these people are complex complex beings and you can kind of learn to empathize with them but i mean outwardly it's like it's a tough argument. Uh, I would like to read more into this. Uh, hmm, I think the main bits were he kind of forced Pam to move to Philadelphia. Oh, in the job. end, like in the... Oh, uh, spoiler alert, if anyone hasn't finished uh, The Office, uh, I know my sister hasn't. Uh, we didn't say that at all. For uh, real? It <laughs> ended like five years ago. Listen, I, listen, I, I hear you. I was, I was someone who watched it while I was on TV. So that was something that like I started and finished as it took place. Uh, but hey, man, you know, some people just only caught on once they won some Emmys. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Uh, it's, it's just a large show, I, I imagine. That's why some people start a little bit late. Um, but yeah, hectic, very hectic ending. Um, and yeah, I think in that final season in particular is where it like real bo- really boils down. You see them, you see them making decisions under pressure, which is like, uh, yeah, really good look or like a flip side of the characters. You know what? Uh, BuzzFeed put out this article, so I'm just gonna find it real quick. <laughs> and honestly, it wasn't hard. It's literally the first one. Sorry to break this to you, but Jim from the Office is actually a dick. This is BuzzFeed, though, man. How much credit am I really going to get to BuzzFeed? Because like they probably made that title because they're like, oh man, we're going to get clicks. I mean, that's the whole point of BuzzFeed, right? Oh, well, they're kind of right. So one thing <laughs> right off the... <laughs> okay, so yeah. Usually just, just it's trash, that. but this one, it kind of makes sense. So this Believe one, it. the first one is pretty much his treatment of Karen. Mm, Rashidi Jones, right? Yeah. He basically persuades her to move to Scranton. Um, then he is super weird with her. 
because she's on the fence. She thinks he still has a thing for Pam, which he does. And he keeps stringing her along. Um, <laughs> we came in fucking office <laughs> analysis segment real quick. This or we should fun. have we should have office analysis podcast. Yeah, um, someone mentioned this. Too. I think it was our homie Ravina who mentioned that we should do an episode where like we have a group of friends on and all of us have to commit to being one member of the office, uh, like for the duration of an episode. Uh, so hundred percent, I dibs Kevin. That's just without a doubt. I'm, I'm taking mm. Kevin. Um, I feel like I feel like you could take on Toby really well. Yeah, I could definitely do Toby. <laughs> I kind of want to do Ryan as well. Oh man, yeah, that would be that would be pretty great. Um, but uh, yeah, we should probably make that happen. If you think this is a good idea, and you're using uh, SoundCloud or any one of the apps, you should uh, comment on this episode and tell us whether you think this is a good idea, and then we'll make sure to get Ravina in on it because it's a super funny idea. But um, also, you know, at our Curious Cat, curiouscat.me forward slash high top flip flops or in our SoundCloud or even at our uh, our Instagram at high top flip pod, let us know what you uh, what you think. Do you think Jim Halpert is the real villain or a real, real scumbag or not? Because this is, I don't know, tough sell, but also just so much criteria to work with to uh, potentially figure that one out. But also, real quick, there's one more, one more reason out of like 20. Okay. Is um, when she had an art show. Who is she? Oh, Pam. Pam. Uh, nobody showed up but Michael. Jim didn't. John, Jim didn't even know there was an art show, probably. And it's actually really emotional. That episode, I remember that one. Yeah, because he's like looking at the painting. He's like, "That's where we make paper," and she's like just about to cry, and he's he's also about to cry at the same time <laughs> for completely different reasons. Though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's uh, super funny. Super, super funny. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to the office real quick. <laughs> All right. Let's jump into the pretty sweet interview that we have lined up for this week. Um, we have the good homie, Patrick Perez, um, sit down with us and talk to us about a new project, which you just released. The project titled uh, Tune, uh, which is an acronym for Traveler Under Nature's Experiment, is Patrick's uh First full-length album that, uh, well, technically it is kind of the second full-length project that he's put out, but this one is um, almost exclusively produced by and kind of put together by him, obviously with a few really key collaborators on the project. Um, the last time we sat down with Patrick was almost a, over a year ago when we sat down with the rest of the Whitlock crew on episode 13, um, and a lot has changed for him since that time. He's committed full-time to audio engineering and producing, and really kind of started to make a lot of forward movement in, uh, you know, in this particular realm, which I think is super, super cool. Super neat to to also sit down with someone after a year and a half of sitting down with them to just see how they've kind of progressed. Um, so this is episode 41 with Patrick Perez. Um, you can find it, Traveler Under Nature's Experiment, on all streaming platforms. Um, you can even find it on SoundCloud, I believe, and soon to be YouTube. Um, go give that a listen. Um, follow him on his social medias at Patrick Perez. We'll link all this in the description. Enjoy. What's going on, everyone? Episode 41 of High Top Flip Flops. It is I, Chris, aka Chris, aka not Chris, aka the Thumble Hemingway, aka Mr. Date Your Girl with you, aka Bash Me Outside because I don't fight, I just get beat up, uh, aka Little Poopy Dirt, aka Mr. Doctor, Doctor Do Too Little. Uh, am I forgetting anything? I don't think so. I yeah, no, nah, you're good. And I got my main man to vake. 
Hey, it's Nivek, aka Nivape, aka Mr. Run Up to Your Girl, Say Hello, Then Run Away, aka Tukak Shapur, aka uh, Young Couch, aka uh, That's Not Me, But It Is Me. And we got a special guest today. We have a repeat offender because we like repeat offenders in the context of this podcast only. Sorry, I thought you said rapey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I thought, I oh, thought you dear, like, hey, that is fake. That is <laughs> no shout outs to sex offenders or rapists. No. Zero shout outs. Zero to shout outs. Uh, None. No. Thank you for the disclaimer. That's very important. <laughs> However, repeat guests on the podcast are always fantastic because it's great you know we get to catch up with them again because likely they're doing great exciting things as we predict because that's what we do in the show we got patrick perez in the house if you are a stand of the show if you're a real flopper you probably listened to when we were recording <laughs> back in pickering we don't do that shit no more yes we yeah. do we recorded <laughs> with patrick and a whole bunch of other guys um known as a whitlock collective on episode 13 go listen to it actually don't go listen to it because this episode is going to be way better. <laughs> but either way, we got Patrick with us today. How are you, man? I'm great. Thanks for having me, guys. Of course, of course. It. Thanks uh, for coming to my studio. Yeah, too. man. We're in the studio right now. Yo, mad vibes right oh, now. Oh, man. Mad kush. <laughs> All I can smell is kush. Yeah, we got beer Mad kush, girls. Really. Oh, yo, chill, chill. I'm doing a podcast right now. Stop touching me. Someone's shaking their romp on Nivek right now. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm Pat, disgusted. Crazy I'm studio man. vibes right now. Man, there's, there's soundproof padding on the wall, which is like the first time we've ever recorded in a soundproof room so wow. that's kind of cool uh we got the raptors game on here it's great um we're sitting down with patrick today because patrick literally earlier this week monday released uh i, th- I think it's fair to say your first full-length album that's executively produced by you is that fair uh yeah yeah the preview the my, my first album open house was more of a uh, I feel like it was more of a full collaboration yeah, with, totally. with vocalists, yeah. with artists. Um, this one, I feel like it was really a representation of, of who I am as an artist, mm. Patrick Perez. So, yeah, I would agree with you. With, Wicked. With that, yeah. And the album, the acronym is TUNE. Yeah. Um, but please share with us what that acronym stands for. Um, so the, my album name is uh, Traveler Under Nature's Experiment. And where that came from was... Uh, before before Whitlock, uh, me and uh, a couple of the guys, like uh, a former uh, f- flopper, uh, yeah, Eric yeah, yeah. Lachance, yeah, shout out um, Eric. Matt Goodman, Marshall Taff, um, we used to do a lot of photography. You know, we had, we were just a group, just like going around taking photos. We'd, yeah, we yeah, used yeah. to climb buildings. Oh and, like, shoot! Next and level so look down, yeah, boy. Yeah. The shoes and yeah, uh, yeah. dope. <laughs> So we were thinking of a name. We were thinking of a name like, what should we call? Uh, and then Taff was the one that was just like, let's like travel as an nature experiment. And I thought it was really cool. We never followed with that because right. I don't know. We started doing our own things. Yeah, yeah, you know? of course. But I really, I really liked that name, and uh, the acronym was Tune, and I just felt like it could be, I could kind of bring that to towards my music yeah. and it was it was just a part of my history too of like just living and and yeah. and tune just felt right and and i don't know i'm happy with 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 the album name for and sure yeah yeah yo let me just say the albums are tunes though oh, bro it's like, sick, yo. Yo, it's <laughs> very sick but honestly it's actually a super uh the only way i could describe it is like it is really unique and i and i only say that because i actually saw our good friend zed uh, post this too on his Instagram was like, yo, this this album is like is very much reaching outside of, or outside of the boundaries of what we're 
hearing on mass right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether that comes in like the form of, you know, what you choose to sample um, or even just the, the artist you kind of chose to work with in that case. Um, yeah, very much just highlight the fact that you, you are trying to kind of experiment and, and work with like mm-hmm. a lot of different sounds, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I guess we, we kind of touched on that the last time we sat down with you, but it's been over a year since, since then. And, and yeah. a lot has definitely changed. Um, I guess last we kind of spoke to you, you know, dabbling in engineering was probably dabbling in music engineer or audio engineering and production was, was kind of where we could stop that, you know, we could stop it at dabbling, but, Mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of reached like a full time status for you right now. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I, I was working with a lot of artists where I kind of felt at one point that I was like, wait, like I'm. I kind of lost myself. It's like I almost lost my identity as an artist. Like, like if I continue this, I can I can continue being this producer engineer, but I kind of wanted to bring that towards my my artistry, right? Mm. And and so I just had to take some time to figure out how this album is going to be placed into like onto onto this planet, you know? Yeah, like yeah. just releasing it to the public. And uh, this album was probably like. A year and a half old there's like some songs like like the first track was is like three years old right and it's just it was just taking a lot of time but i wasn't like rushing to to release this i just felt like i had to put all the pieces together and and like you said like it, it's just it all came comes comes together For sure. and i thought it was time to release it yeah amazing yeah. amazing yeah you accomplished something huge to me uh, and that is leaving your retail job now a lot of us whenever if you go through if you work retail your biggest moment in retail is quitting <laughs> because you're you're imagining oh how am i gonna leave i'm gonna talk dirty to this customer i'm gonna talk shit to my manager how did that that last oh my because god you're leaving that's forever. actually so funny yeah uh so yeah so my my retail job i uh i was going <laughs> i was going to italy i was going to italy with my my family and I was like, this would be a perfect time to get my two weeks because I'm away for two weeks. Yeah. So like, <laughs> so wow. like, like two days before I'm leaving, I'm just like, hey, I need to talk to you, to my <laughs> boss. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think I'm working. I'm going to work here anymore. I'm going to give my two weeks notice in. Right. And uh, the boss played it kind of cool, whatever, but I knew they were, the person was pissed. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, but uh, it was funny because like... Uh, she knew that I was um, I was leaving You're going like like in two well? days, so yeah. she knew like I'm never gonna see this guy again. Like, <laughs> just, it was perfect timing on my part. I know like I can't use them as a reference yeah. just because <laughs> I just like yeah. Grand scheme of things, you know, yeah. did you want them as a reference though? You know, uh, it would have been. I don't know. I I didn't. I don't have to use them. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to use them right now. So <laughs> yeah, so perfect. It's, it's, been, it's been pretty. I've been okay so far without the reference. Yeah, for sure. Um, but like while while you were there, I mean, how kind of deep into? I mean, you obviously said that you know one of the songs of this album you produced three years ago. Um, you know, was it kind of coming after that trip where you were like, "Yo, I'm I'm so dead set on committing to audio engineering and audio production as like a full time thing." Were you still in like a a headspace where you're like, you know, maybe I should try and find some other work to supplement it? Um, so no, I just felt like I was like, I need to. I need to push myself to 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 continue on doing this, but in a in a. I just had to elevate kind of like my game, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. um, 
I knew working like a, a retail job was gonna was gonna pay the bills and stuff, but I had to realize like my worth, you know? Mm. It's just I've been working doing this for six years and it's just like I understand what it like I'm not trying to figure out or ha- like obviously I'm in, I'm in, like improving and trying to get better, but I just felt I felt confident and comfortable with myself to know that I am worth something with with it being uh uh, like with anything anything to do with audio right mm. and so i just had to figure out ways to to be able to do things around that right so like uh i'm doing like side dj gigs and also i met some some clients that are asking me to uh to like produce their work or mm. even engineering and became like close with them just relationship because they they respect my work and i respect theirs so it's been it's been really it's kind of it's still kind of surreal that right. like that people, I guess people can see like I guess the work tell like explains itself. But I guess me as a person, they they can just there's this just energy of like mm. respect on both sides, right. and we kind of all want to work together, you know. So I think that's that's what's really cool. Yeah, about it. Super super wild. I think what just talking about worth is like <clears throat> something like super relevant, but also just like important for a lot of people who are. Uh, pursuing pursuing art or pursuing a you know a creative endeavor without like a a degree to like back them yeah right um or without like yeah without like a formal education that can go down on a piece of paper Mm -hmm. as like a as like a backbone in the situation um because like regardless of your your piece of paper oftentimes your your talent stands for something yeah um but it does kind of start on like an internal front of you validating your own work and being like, yeah. you know, this is worth something. And, um, it kind of enters a, a trippy space where like the, the battle between, I mean, this is a, a bit of a sidebar, but like you, the battle between people being like, yo, you know what? Like I'm going to do a lot of work for free because it's going to help me get my bars up and mm-hmm. my exposure up versus, you know, people from the jumper bank, yo, my, my work is worth something mm-hmm. and I should be getting paid for it. Or like there should be fiscal compensation yeah. for this in some way. I, get, I I don't I don't give full credit to that because um, I had friends like tell me like you need like you need to to charge or you need to yeah, like I'm I'm a really nice like I, I feel like I'm a nice person and right. I like I love to give like yeah, I love yeah, yeah. To, to help people but um, there was just a point where 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 my my friends really helped me to 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 have the confidence to tell someone like like this is what I charge or yeah. or this is. And uh, I know, I know that I'm like, that, like, I know what I'm like, my worth, mm. but I was just didn't want to kind of tell people. It's you know? a very, it's, it's a it's, very tricky yeah, space to navigate, yeah, right? Really. Uh, but I think once you do it, it's like a, it's kind of like a, a snowball effect. Like, right. like once you, you do that one, one uh, job, uh, it's just like people, like the people around like see that, right? And yep. then it kind of like, wow, this guy is actually serious you know and you try yeah. to, it becomes more of a in a professional level it becomes a professional level so yeah. i think that's what helped um helped when i and i realized i had to quit my job and try to push push this and think thanks for all the people that are around me to, yeah, to help for sure that, yeah um so let's kind of let's kind of go into what this timeline looked like from when you were committing to this full time did you really want to have more or like were you really trying to go after more like audio engineering experience was that something you wanted to do prior to seeing if you could collaborate on like a production front or was it all at the same time you were just trying to go after 
any kind uh, of experience? Initially, it was just it was gonna be like engineering, because mm-hmm. I don't I didn't want to be I don't I didn't want to like charge for from music like production yeah. because. I feel like when I when it comes to music, it's very personal to me. Right. Like, like we're uh, like I don't want to be selling beats and like mess on SoundCloud. Like selling beats, like <laughs> like give me like give me money. Not yeah. like I think it's it's a very personal thing for me, and yeah. I need to have a chemistry in order to 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 work with you, right? Mm-hmm. And so even before meeting or before working with someone and like having them as my client, like I meet them. Yeah. We go. And like we just discuss things. I hear their projects. I hear their point of view. Yeah. And uh, and if like if there's a there's just like a good relationship there, chemistry there, then like I go forward with it. And if they ask for for production, it's like I kind of understand wh- where their heads at. Mm. But I don't I don't like to. It's more of a exclusive or like private for sure. private for 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 telling production. So mainly initially I thought of just engineering, because like that can that that's a a good way for me to, to to make money but uh i never really thought of just selling selling my music to like other artists for sure but, but yeah. let's say um you put up a song on soundcloud obviously mm-hmm. yeah but um a major mainstream rapper that you don't personally love mm-hmm. hits you up and is offering the bag for the song <laughs> and you don't love their music you don't, you don't play it often but you listen to it whenever it's yeah, on you yeah 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 um honestly i like as I'm getting older, we're all trying to survive. I'm not thinking about, like, I'm not trying to think about, I'm not a materialistic person. Like, I'm not thinking about getting cars and stuff, but, like, I'm trying to I'm trying to live. Of course, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, yeah. if if they want to use it, I'm flattered. Yeah. Like, yeah, for sure. But I'm not going to, I just don't want to seek out, like, people to, like, be like, buy my music, you yeah, know? Yeah, if, yeah. They, if they want to use it, like, I'll... Like for sure, like, and then let's let's yeah, let's make a deal. Yeah, <laughs> with the yeah on the uh, on the side, guys. Patrick Perez has a separate SoundCloud account, literally called Patrick Perez so with an extra Z, <laughs> and it's just full of Drake type beats <laughs> <laughs> and Young Thug type beats. Uh, you know, if you're trying to buy, obviously, just joking. Patrick doesn't have a separate SoundCloud account. <laughs> um, but and and how did that kind of go for you? I mean, I imagine it involved a lot more or exclusively involved outreach from your end, being like, hey, I really like this music. If you need an audio engineer, would you like someone to do some audio engineering? It was, um, like, one of my one of my friends, he's, he's my friend now, um, he goes by Kyle, he he found me on Instagram. Okay. And he was, ended up hitting me up, being like, man, your music's crazy. Yeah. And then he wanted me to work with him. And he was one of the ones that, that like, I didn't even ask, like, to charge he was just like i will pay you like i I know like time is time is valuable Mm -hmm. and like i know you can help me right and then he ended up being like i I have a friend that so he was essentially was the one that gave me the like the the two the two like my two clients my first two clients no way which was which was honestly unbelievable and uh and sorry what was the question no no no, that's right i mean uh, this is how the kind of like the first plug in the situation yeah yeah, that helped kind of get things rolling so yeah i I wasn't like seek like it was crazy because i was like okay i need to do this but i wasn't really pushing out like hitting up people to be like i I need to it just kind of came to me and that's wild right because you gotta imagine on the on the flip side like in other instances in your life or you know just in in what we see around us right where it's just like yeah, sometimes it's like you keep pushing and you keep pushing and it's like there's no give back. Yeah, all. yeah, yeah. 
which is, yeah, a frightening thing. It's an exhausting thing above all things, but... It happens case, all the time. Yeah. It happens all the time, but you just have to kind of keep moving forward. Of and course. then sometimes, it'll, like, it'll, you can... Unexpected things can happen. Yeah, in you know? this case, Kyle, man. Yeah. Wow. Shout out to Kyle. Super cool. Um, and where is this? Was this prison based in? in yeah, yeah. Well? They're from. They're from. He's from Toronto. Cool. Um, his artist name is El Cash. Okay. Uh, we're working on our on a project with him. Right on. Um, it's like it's a Spanish project. No which way. Is I've, I've never done before. Wow. So this is like I've always loved to try new things. Yeah. Um. So this is like our first project, and he's gonna be. Uh, Doing like Spanish lyrics, vocals. Holy. So it's gonna be really That's yeah. wild. And is it what what genre? How would what would you classify it under? Oh man. Like, is it like Latin like music? There's like yeah, there's some there's some styles of, of Latin music, uh, but it's very what I really like connected with him is that he listens to to very abstract music like myself. Cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he wants to incorporate that with the Spanish music. So yeah. it's just like it feels like it's gonna be really f- like fresh because yeah, I don't. Man. To be honest, I don't listen to much Spanish music, right. so it's just like I'm grabbing like little senses of it, but bringing it to like my world, you right, know, right, right. Of, of of like my production and, sure. and how I write music. So it kind of feels new, it, even new to me to like even listen to. So it's exciting. Um, I don't know when that's gonna be done, but For sure. we're working on that right of now. Of course, yeah, yeah. Because when I I don't know about you, Nivek, but when I think of Spanish music, I think of like J Balvin. Like I think of like reggaeton music, yeah. uh, which isn't always the case. Like there's I mean, gonna be some of that in there, but oh like it's man. gonna be there's <laughs> like wild. let's just say like that with uh, like synthesizers, you know? Man, you know it's that's gonna wild. yeah, it'll futuristic be futuristic, uh, yeah. man. That's super cool. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> um, speaking of collaborations, or at least like collaborators, um, there's um, someone that you've been able to work with from like the UK very mm-hmm. recently. Her name is Amori. Amory. Well, Amory. Okay. I, I really there's a lot of people that that have like said it differently, but Fair it's enough. Amory. Yeah. Amori. Okay. And yeah, and yeah. please tell us about how you ended up getting in touch with her and like you guys had some music featured on on BBC. That's yeah. Super cool. <laughs> super wild. Yeah. Um. So my friend, uh, my friend Chris Grosso, I knew him since I was like four. Wow. He's, um, he does, uh, he was in a group on like Facebook or Instagram. I'm not, I'm not sure. It was like a marketing group because he's like, he's more of the, uh, of a business guy. Gotcha. Since, um, so she was in that group and she hit him up being like, check out my page. Um, which is funny because her name's Paige. Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so... So yeah, he, he um he then was like, Oh, I know like a producer if you're interested. And then he showed me her work and then uh he showed her mine. Mm-hmm. And then from there she was like, Yeah, like let's let's talk and we, we connected from there. Um she went to Lipa, uh, the the uh pop school that Paul McCartney opened in the in, in oh, Liverpool. Shoot. Is it a high school? No, it's like a it's like kinda like a college i would say or okay. university or right uni- a university over yeah. there um so yeah she went to that school and she was like on uh she was close to graduating at that time when when i met her um she graduated right um but yeah it was it was uh yeah it was it was crazy and then um when i was going to back to when i was going to the trip to italy yeah, yeah, yeah. i was just like uh she needed a break she needed she wanted like she didn't need a break and i was like hey i'm going to italy do you want to come and we can meet meet there <laughs> and she awesome. she yeah she flew over and we uh, i was with like my family and my friends and so she got to to meet them and mm-hmm. we were just we just talked about music and just like kind of planned it out and we ended up when we came when i came back home that's when we were focused to like 
complete volume one, which was the EP that that is her project. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's how we connected. And ever since it was just kind of we're kind of just now planning what's the next step for for sure. for, for her for her projects. Yeah, yeah, man, crazy. Yeah, super wild how you end up kind of. Uh coming across people like that and also trippy that it's like yeah in in europe it's like a whole different ball game it's like yeah. oh yeah you're just trying to reach a different country for a couple of days like very accessible yeah yeah uh, <laughs> what's the difference there how many hours italy to oh england, or england to italy england to italy oh, i think it might have been like two hours yeah, from yeah. England to italy. crazy kind of wild dude. that's like ajax to brampton <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's like a it's like three days drive. behind between yeah, those you exactly know? Wow. yeah seriously <laughs> seriously um that's a, that's a mission let's talk mm. about this trip in italy though because like this is an interesting fact about patrick that i want you to share with them yo talk talk to me about your parents and their <laughs> freaking basketball <laughs> legacy real quick uh, um so both both my parents they they played international for El Salvador yeah. when they were like about, I think they were, they were, they were young, like twenties in their twenties, like early twenties. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they played, they played international. And I think that kind of helped me to, 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 to like learn what to be like driven for something. Mm. They've, they've worked really hard. Um, I just, their stories of how they trained for that. And, Man, I can only imagine. And so I feel like that's one thing that we can relate to. I Me mean, and my parents is just, like, doing what you love and just, like, knowing, like, working hard for it. Right. So, um, yeah, like, if I if I half-assed this, then they would be like, no, you're, like, go to school or, yeah. you know. If you're sitting but, in the basement playing Fortnite every day, <laughs> it'd be a different, different story. <laughs> they don't know about that. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um... No, but they're, they're, they're very supportive. Um, like, they understand what I'm trying to do, mm-hmm. and they, they see the outcome of it, and yeah. they, they know that even, like, you guys coming here to do this podcast, they're, they, they're, they're happy to hear that. Like, yeah, people are here sure. to, to, to come and just talk to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Patrick's got friends, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they've been really supportive, and I could, yeah, like, yeah. honestly, I couldn't have, I couldn't be doing this without them, too. Sure. So, yeah, shout out to pops and moms yeah man freak yeah. super super neat and they were out in italy hooping yeah my oh. my dad was the coach and my mom it was my mom's team damn it was, man it was like six uh what was it the 55 plus team yeah it was it was it was fun it was so much fun to just watch them play it was kind of it was very like yeah, I could your dad discussion. beat me in basketball. Yeah. Yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> Whoa, bro, you don't even know how I play. <laughs> I know how he plays. Though. Have you seen? I, I'm not. I'm half as good as him. So that's like, <laughs> man, that's rough. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're just they the their cardio is a little uh, low, you know. Hey, man, that's <laughs> it's right. It's like probably like 25 on like 2K rating, yeah. you know. <laughs> but, hey, um, man, they got they have they got the. He's got the old man strength. That's yeah. like that's like a, a quintessential thing when you like get old playing basketball. It's like you just have the strength that like no youngin will ever have yeah. on you, you know? I I just can't imagine my dad teaching me to ball at a young age. Because my dad bounces a ball, like one hand is behind his back and he's serving you food with the other. <laughs> so that's kinda wild to me. Wow. That yeah, they used cool. to we used to like when we were kids, like I have two sisters as well. Right. We used to go to the park, uh like when we were like in the summertime almost every day and my parents would put like cones on the ground like, yeah. right, so you do layups like this like, <laughs> like jump shot right over here so but I, when i was younger i was m- more into soccer so i would right. be like p- kicking a soccer ball by myself while they would all well, play. they're doing freaking and i wish drills. i played i wish i played <laughs> basketball like when i was younger i wish Weird. i was i got into it like i love it now yeah. more than ever i feel like i'm still growing a passion for it right 
but it's more so of just like the game itself. Yeah. Obviously, I love playing, but obviously, I'm not thinking like <laughs> NBA. You know? <laughs> <laughs> You're not thinking about going pro at the age of 24, <laughs> man. Like, come on, <laughs> come on, man. Anything is possible, but you just gotta bet on yourself. You know, shut up, Fred Van Vliet. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag bet on yourself. Uh, <laughs> uh, trippy though, you know, like at least trying to or finding a comparison, or at least you know, your parents also kind of seeing that there's underlying value to your creative endeavor too, right? Yeah. Because um, so often we talk about, uh, you know, second-generation Canadians or just immigrant parents, yes, wanting the, the best for their children, but also seeing that, like, finding work or, or pursuing a career with, like, stability, particularly, mm-hmm. like, financial stability, and a lot yeah. of those things are put at the forefront of, you know, kind of what's important. Yeah. Um, and needless to say, that that's not to imply that, um, it isn't lucrative to pursue music, but it doesn't have that same, the like risk factor ends up being a lot higher because yeah. of how much trust you need to have in yourself. Yeah. Um, and how much you kind of have to prove to so many people, um, you know, versus a, a plethora of other jobs that kind of don't necessarily mm-hmm. involve that. Um, but yeah, shout out, shout out to your parents for sure. Yeah. Um, something we wanted to, to kind of go into, Nivek and I were actually talking about this on the ride in here. Was like uh, not only how trippy, but how fresh a lot of the the, the sounds were on this project, and quite literally, um, individual sounds that you can kind of pinpoint out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for people that that might not follow you on Instagram or follow you in different places, uh, they might not get to see a lot of the kind of like quirky or weird instruments that you mess around with because mm-hmm. some of them aren't uh, your conventional instruments yeah. or, or controllers. Um, so yeah, uh, we're super curious to know, you know, like what uh, what might influence you to, to reach out into these these different instruments or like if there were any in particular that stood out to you from the jump that you had to embed in the project? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, for for many years, I've always loved the kalimba. Yeah. The kalimba is like, uh, it just has like this dreamy tone. And I've always wanted one for so long. Yeah. And then... Uh, it's like some Little Mermaid shit. It's like the only yeah, way Yeah, they're like little metal, like, kind of nails. And you just kind of flick them with your own, like, fingernails. And they kind of have different notes on depending on which position they are. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I used one of that... one of the, I used a kalimba for the... For Lust For You. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I don't know, I'm just... I'm intrigued with... Like, even when I go record shopping, I don't try to look for the latest. Unless if it's, like, I absolutely need this album, I'm going to buy it. But I love going into the world section. The world right. section is my favorite because I love to hear things that I'm not used to hearing. Right. And it even goes with for movies. I love to watch movies. That gives me this, like, uncomfortable feeling or something that I don't see on a daily basis, which is why I love, like, fantasy or, mm-hmm. or uh, things that make me feel like I'm, like, it's, like, an out-of-body experience or, like... Um, so yeah, I, I try to use even field recordings. So I think a lot of, a lot of the sounds you hear is just, uh, like sound design. I think sound design is, would be the perfect way to explain that. Yeah, please, please describe that to us. Um, well, it's like, let's say if I, I, like I knock on wood and then you can lower the octave to make it like into a kick or something like that, you know? Or added like a lot of reverb, so it just sounds like I don't know, like uh, kind of haunting, a, yeah, like a really haunting, uh, yeah, like a haunting uh, effect or something, you yeah. know. So it's just understanding how to use like the program, but as well as understanding the 
like the note of that sound mm. or and how to place it. Um, but yeah, so I think sound design is the, one of my favorite things of making music, and I think uh, I try to imply that into my album in different ways, so it doesn't feel like it's like a consistent kind of mood. I really wanted to to kind of showcase uh, the versatility of 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 what I can do with sound mm. design. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that and uh, was that something that you really felt you focused on on this album, or do you think it just kind of happened naturally as you? you know, did, you know, as, as you kind of, uh, you mentioned before we started recording, you also like to just carry like a field mic with you and, and, mm -hmm. and record just the noises around you and stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think one of my, I think carrying a field mic, uh, really helps me because it, then it comes, it, uh, the music becomes very personal. Mm. I think just because I've captured these sounds myself rather than going on YouTube, like, like I don't, I don't bash sampling off of youtube yeah, and grabbing sure. like audio from it but uh grabbing stuff from like your own library like creating your own library and yeah. and uh it's just it's just you can like remember like when you hear it you're gonna remember that time like yeah. wow like i remember that that one moment i captured that sound yeah, you know? yeah yeah and uh yeah and i think it just it just creates it creates your music to become like more personal like it's like that's patrick perez you know like because there's a lot of there's some there's a lot of music out there that people are using the same samples. They're, mm -hmm. they're using it their own way, but it's like kind of like that that it creates that that line where you can relate it to to that other song. And uh, I try I try to avoid avoid that. Mm. I just kind of want to make make things as personal as possible. Like this is who I am. Right. Um, but yeah, the field mic is something I love to use just because it's very like I can bring it anywhere Word. and I can record things and I can just sound design it creates like a song <laughs> from it you know yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so it's crazy yeah so when creating the album how'd you go about deciding who to have on the album because different producers rap producers have like someone rap on every track yeah, certain yeah. producers drop albums with just the music have the music speak for itself mm -hmm. how did you go about deciding like yeah Tyler would sound dope on here Frederick's mm -hmm. dope on this track uh, I guess just from knowing them for so long, right. like, like when working with them, working on various projects with them. So, uh, when I was just making this, this project, uh, like for example, uh, Tyler on confessions, yeah. uh, he's, he's a choir boy. Like he, he, he went to school for, for singing like, mm -hmm. uh, just singing just, like a youth choir. Yeah. yeah a youth choir. Guitar. So I was making confession and. I was like, man, it would be so sick to have a choir on here. And I don't want to like grab it from like a like a sample from somewhere else. Yeah. So I was like, Tyler, would you be interested in in <laughs> we'll layer like, your voice, layering a your voices? Of yeah, and and then he sent he sent literally. He's like, okay, let me do a draft for you, and then like an idea. He sent it to me, and I'm like, I'm just gonna use this. This is perfect. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like I felt like like that song just felt like I wanted to make it really like haunting, and I I would love to have a choir for it. And I felt like Tyler was perfect for that. Um, gazes, gazes was like gazes was really interesting with 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 Zed because yeah. without the vocals it felt very fast paced, and I was over at his, at his place, and uh, I was showing him the music like the the album like oh this is what I have so far, and then when I was playing it he takes out like his sax and he starts playing and I'm like what the fuck, yeah. <laughs> and then he just like he literally like brought it like. He, he brought that track and and like kind of flipped it where it, it's it made it sound slower. Word. Like the way that he made it like moody and and the like his vocals the way he sang on it. Yeah. Um. So it's like him using that. Like I was like like 
that song was the final song for the album. I'm like, that was the final piece. I was like, I wanted that song to sound more like slow, and you did it. Like, yeah. like your your voice and the, the the sax was on there. Um, so I don't know. It was just very more of a like it was an instinct, like uh, of uh, hearing these songs like almost complete. Um, Paige, like Amory, she, the 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 final song on the album. Mm -hmm. She um. Yeah, that one was like my most like cinematic song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. And uh, it just felt right that she was on it. Mm -hmm. um, that was actually our first song we ever made no together. No Yeah, before be before her project. Yeah, before her the project for. Her. So I think that was like the one that like did it for me. Where I was like, I want to work with her. Like I want to continue, totally. like creating with her because it just that song just felt so right. Yeah. Um, Freddie just felt perfect for her, always yeah. let you down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I uh, Megan and I were talking about in the car. Probably, probably the the one track that I keep going back to like immediately on the album. Just Freddie's just like a, he's just a, he's an animal. I don't, know, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. The guy like embodies like grit. Yeah, uh, he was a rock star on that song. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Like, yeah. Super cool, super super cool. And and I guess what what is neat is it's like all of these people, as you mentioned earlier, are like are people that you can connect with outside of this music too. Mm -hmm. Not, not yeah. in any way. In no way was it like forced, or did it feel like it was mm -hmm. something that you had to you had to ask for in that yeah. sense, right? Um, yeah, because once you build a rela relationship with with like your friends or, or people that you've worked with, it doesn't even it doesn't even feel like you're asking for a favor. It's more like, oh, like let's do this together, and they're they're more than willing to help them, and especially yeah. like with their project, they come to you and they ask for like an assistant for something exactly. Like, I don't question it. I like I trust them. I know I know what they're trying to do. Like I know what's their motive. I know what they what they're trying to 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 achieve. So of it's course. just like you just help each other any way as possible. You know. Yeah. Super sick. Um, honestly, man, we you've kind of covered so much of what we want to what we wanted to ask for the most part. But we have to jump into um, a new segment of the show, which we certainly didn't have when we last when we last spoke with you. Um, but this segment's called Three Pete Shadow Wayne, um, where we ask you three different questions, all in sets of threes, um, and you can take as much time as you need to figure them out because sometimes they're trippy. Um, the first one, pretty straightforward, I think. Um, who are three artists you often revisit as a point of reference for your music, whether on like an engineering front mm -hmm. um, or whether you know, kind of coming to you needing a a sound or needing to revisit an artist to look at you know how they chose to to make their music mm -hmm. uh i know one f one for sure i'm trying to think of the other like other two the f the one that i i know for sure is like i just feel like i have a connection with their music like everything that they release i'm just like this guy understands me man. yeah like this uh i would have to say lapalux okay he's a he's an artist he's the only i don't know if he still is the only uk artist uh under brain feeder which is flying lotus's label right I don't know. He's just his his sound design is incredible, right? And I think that's that's the one thing I I I hear his music and I'm like, man, this guy's not afraid to to to, to try new things and like ex ex uh, experiment and feel like, oh, this 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 can work. Yeah. And adding a lot of layers and um and hearing every album evolve, I'm like, right. this guy is growing. Like he like he's trying to become like a better artist but i don't i don't know him personally but a better person maybe <laughs> soon soon, soon enough but uh, yeah lapalux is one guy that i i like really respect is his music um he's gonna be he's gonna be performing in april in montreal i'm actually gonna go travel oh, right to, on. Montreal yeah, to, yeah. to go check him Do out that. yeah for sure um i'm trying to think of other 
other people that I really just go back to their work. There's been, uh, hmm. Just, I mean, again, I don't want to interject in any way, but I remember, um, I remember you very vividly talking to you after you had seen, uh, at Massey Hall, it was Nicholas Jar. You saw Nicholas Jar, oh, uh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it was super funny because the way you had mentioned it to me was like, oh, yeah, like I, I can't I can't wait to go to the show and just like study his set, yeah. um, which I thought was was uh, the first time anyone's ever kind of said that to me. But um, yeah, I, I imagine in that sense, he's also someone that you kind of look back at how he chooses to construct his music. Well, it's funny because before going to that show, I didn't know much of his music at all. No way, honest. no way. I guess you went with uh, Jacob. I, I right? went with Jacob, yeah. He he told me about it, and I was just like, I know I know who Nicholas Jar is, and I know what type of musician he is, like like an electronic musician, but I never really knew much of his work. I just knew he was mad talented. I've seen his, like, a bit of his live set, so I was like, it'll be cool to go see. Yeah. Um, and the guy opening was a, a, a UK producer uh, named Actress, which is one of my... Actress. Actress is, one, I guess, another guy that's up there for for producers but uh going to that show i was just like this is very similar to what i want to do like mm. it's kind of just kind of gave me a clearer picture of how i want to perform yeah uh, they just have like all their gear around them and how it's like their own laboratory on yeah, a stage on a stage you just yeah. see them working rather than just like djing the music like you can always kind of like what i want to do when i'm performing is kind of it's like remaking these songs live, you know. Mm. Um, they they're gonna sound different than than the album, but you're gonna have like little hints of sounds. Maybe like the specific sounds that you'll remember from each song will yep. be a part of the the live set. But but yeah, just having like a laboratory happening uh, in front of you for sure. Yeah, that's that's something that I really want to uh, to do, and probably in the next couple of months. That's yeah, what yeah. I'm gonna. Start planning the next the next project to kind of accompany this live yeah live right performance on. yeah. Heart what are three movies that left you speechless? Three movies? Yeah. Uh, the one movie that I think like changed my life since I was a kid was Lord of the Rings: The Fellowship. No way. Yeah. Talk talk to us about that one. Uh, I think it was just uh the. The, well, first, uh, the director, but also writer, how someone can actually create a world. A world, A yeah. world, like, language, cities, like, different, uh, like, human races, orcs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. race, elf, uh, like, people that are elvish, you know? It, it just, it was, I was just blown away. I just felt like I was living in that, that like, universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the music was the one that really sold me, like, the score for mm. it. And when I was seven, I remember, like, like telling my parents being like, this was like I can't believe it. Like why? <laughs> why is there going to be a part two? Like I wanted to watch the whole you thing right, right now. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, I think that one was the one that left me speechless. Um, what are some other great movies? Yeah, I mean, something something you you briefly mentioned too is like yeah, like some of these fantasy or even like sci-fi movies like really, uh, really just like also supplementing your kind of. Um, your drive to experiment more and also reach outside outside of what we like yeah. commonly see, right? Yeah, and I think I think a lot like I guess the way that I can explain my music is uh, like escapism. Mm. Like I really want people to to hear it and kind of just get lost and and kind of just using their imagination to create a world that with what what they hear, you know. Um, it's cool to like show my friends, like show my friends my music, and they're like, 
oh, I can imagine myself in, in this place. And I'm like, this is like, I love to hear that. Like, cause that's totally different than, than what I expect. But like, I want to hear what other people, uh, what other people imagine, imagine while they're hearing my music. Yeah. And it's just a, a, a way to kind of escape reality and, mm. and just get lost for that one moment and, and forget that you're on earth, you know, or yeah. like, forget that, like, I want to be able to, to have a performance where people go into a room and just forget like, where they are right. you know like they're not they're not in toronto anymore they're not like yeah uh they're just so into into the experience and i think that's what i try to uh do like do with my music is just escape yeah. i want to escape yeah wow wicked mm -hmm. drive was drive was really cool I, I i would have to put drive up there the, just like the the music selection that's, the, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a good one uh For the sure. director's great i love like i really love his work like neon demons yeah. um what was it uh, what was the other one? He did another movie. I forget. I, f I forgot the name. Yeah, he's done a he's, couple of good ones. He's he's re he's really interesting because the director's colorblind. No way. He's colorblind, and his and this is like his uh, perspective of how he sees colors or how he thinks colors, and that's why they're very like or contrast. They're really strong colors. And it's just like uh, I think he has someone to explain these colors for him, and he's the one, like. That's a trip. It's that's really, insane. yeah, it's really interesting. So that's why I really like like his work. is It's very, it just brings it to like a more of a personal level on his on his end, right? right? So it's really cool to see artists being able to to not be afraid to to like be like this is what I stand for, yeah, and I'm gonna go with it. And if you're confident enough. Like that energy is just gonna spread. Like if you if you're not confident, I, I could. It's like I'll feel that and I'll be like, like I want this person. I want to like believe in your work as much as you believe in it. You know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Damn. It's, Trippy. Um, drive and then uh, let's let me think. There's just I've I watched so many movies. Fair but enough. I just can't, Fair I enough. No, that's okay. <laughs> I, I I guess I'll, I'll keep that for now. Keep, yeah, keep I'll I'll, repl now. I'll replace the the third pick with this question. Have you ever watched a movie that you thought storyline was good, but the film wasn't complete for you because the soundtrack was or the soundtrack or the scoring was shit? Have you ever watched a movie where like ah this is a good story, but like the soundtrack ruined it for me? Not really, to be honest. I never really thought of that. It's more it's more the opposite. Like oh, wow. of. Uh, I'm like I'm so attached to this movie because of the score. Hmm. I never really thought of like if it's shit, I just I don't even think about it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm just fair. like watching the movie and I'm like, okay, this is all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if it's like a movie with like a crazy score, then I'm like blown away. Right. Uh, one movie I saw recently would that I like that I recommend people to watch if they're really like if they're into like synthesizers and uh, and like like the score. The, I felt like the score did the, the did the movie like really well was. Uh, it's on Netflix now. Good times. Okay. Uh, Ryan or what's his, what's the Twilight guy's name? The vampire Patterson. Pat Robert, Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Robert Patterson. Yeah. He's a, he's like the the leading actor for that. But oh, uh, that's on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix that's now. Super hard, isn't it? Yeah. That's really good. Like Have you seen amazing. It? No, I, that's something I felt like I was watching with someone uh -huh. and then I fell asleep. Not <laughs> not because it's a bad movie at all. Just because I'm tired all the yeah. time. <laughs> I, j I didn't know it was out already. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's out. And uh, the the artist that scored the film was... Uh, how do you say his name? I always forget like to say it because it's like 10 Point Tricks Never or 10 Tricks Point Never. That's his name. 10 okay. Tricks Point Never. Okay. Um, 
he's I I think he's up there for 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 like like one of my favorite artists too. Wow. Uh, okay. He just like he's working with like just like the badass people. Like he's he's an electronic musician. They would say like avant garde artist. Um, but he's well respected in like in in the music. Like he in good times he had Iggy Pop featured in one of his songs, Whoa. which is huge. And then he just produced. Uh, Oh, what's his name? Uh, do you guys know the band Talking Heads from yep. like the 70s? The yeah, lead yeah, singer? Yeah. I forgot. He just oh, released man. an album just like today or a couple of days ago and he produced the album for him. He was one of the, wow. the synthesizers. Like he played the keys on it too. That is nuts. But, um, but yeah, he scored the Good Times film uh, and it was just like incredible. Okay. I, was, I thought it was super, it made it so intense, the movie. Right. But I, I recommend people to watch that if they're like score heads. And, yeah, for and sure. Stuff, yeah. I'm even just trying, I guess the the only, um, the closest thing I could think to that is it was this uh, French movie called Maryland that came out. Um, oh, I never heard of the it. Pl- the plot of the movie is like pretty mad. It's like uh, mm-hmm. some security guard for some politician who like, the politician ends up getting like abducted or something. So yeah. then the bodyguard is now looking after his like wife, at, but at the same time, like trying to find this politician or something like that. Either way. Yeah. The storyline sounds like some Liam Neeson shit, but, <laughs> um, but the whole movie was scored by, uh, and this is also the name of a electronic DJ that I'll never pronounce the name of, but it's either, uh, Geschaffelstein or like, um, who like very, He's like a German, is I he think, German or French? French? I think he's French, French yeah. Right. And uh, very famously uh, produced, uh, what is it, Send It Up. Send It Up. Jesus, uh, he produced some Yeezus, of Jesus, yeah. yeah. Um, which was like, that was huge. There was like sound, very... Um, very aggressive sounds. Very like aggressive, like very uh, industrial. Everything sounds like yeah. clanking metal, which yeah, is super yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's um, his music. And same same idea. Like all of the, the whole movie, you could tell it was scored by him, mm-hmm. um, but also a unique kind of branch out for... Uh, people to reach out to ele- electronic producers yeah. to score something in full rather than putting out or pulling out kind of one or two songs, which I guess was done for Tron as well with, with Daft, Daft Punk. Punk. Yeah, Daft um, Punk scored their... Yeah, yeah which is film. super, super cool. Yeah, that was um, really cool. Yeah. I watched it recently. That was really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just, to, just to kind of think of that intersection, right, where mm-hmm. you have you popular musicians or people kind of innovating in, yeah. on a music front uh, be involved in filming and seeing and seeing like seeing that happening it shows like it's it's doable like mm-hmm. it's like that's something i want to do yeah like is, is scoring a film and and seeing these these artists that like i respect doing it i'm like i can do it too like yeah. it, like there's proof it's happening yeah um and by yeah. the time this episode comes out you know we'll give credit to him right now uh patrick scored our uh, our skit on this episode yeah. so we, uh, while we're recording we have no idea how it's going to turn out but by the time you're listening you know it's probably gonna be the best thing you ever heard so <laughs> fantastic that's kind of wild his music is going to be over like our absolute kind of a very weird skit you know just the absolute worst thing (laughs) it'll be fun it'll be fun Uh, but you know what thankfully patrick is uh is an open-minded individual you know uh yeah hey thank you in advance for for helping us out with that it'll be fun and the last the last three p question for you which will be which will be a rapid fire off the top of your head try try and think of this one three places that you want to dj or perform your music live before you die Okay, North um, York, number one. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Young and Shepherd Station. Oh, what up? Yes. Massey Hall would be cool. Massey Hall would be oh, seeing, so good. Seeing uh, Nicholas Jar there performing the way he did, it was just like, it's just like I can, I want to do that. Mm. And also, I've seen a lot of uh, a lot of artists, like a lot of electronic musicians, that they're, they're performing in theaters. 
Wow. And I think like, man, that's, that'll be an experience just because of, you can have, I don't know. It's just, I think that's just very crazy rather than people expecting to be in like in a club environment. Yeah. 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 Um, be seated. Let it be a, yeah. a, a completely unique, unique mm-hmm. or a different experience. Obviously, it depends on like if you want to make it a uh, like a dance uh, a dance set. I would say yeah, you can find a place like a, a club to do okay. that. But uh, just kind of creating like a, a atmosphere. I would I would love to do in a theater where people can just sit and see the, like a light show with that, or even just be lost in fog. I would love to be performing with like just a bunch of fog everywhere where oh, people man. can't even see the person beside them. They, have, <laughs> they literally have to trust their ears yeah. kind of like use their ears to hear what like to kind of guide them rather yeah. than having someone beside them maybe one person beside them might not fuck with it and if you see them you'll be like oh okay like it kind of loses distracts you from the for sure but having like a lot of fog i feel like people will just get lost and just wow. trust their own instincts like do they do i like it right do i like what i hear do i not like what i hear wow that's you know? that's a super yeah i've never i've never considered that that would be wild yeah hopefully no of, one farts because then it's just like a big big problem but it's kind of like yeah making you lose this, like your 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 sight mm. and trusting your just ha- like an experience with just trusting wow. your ears yeah and maybe just very minimal lighting you know these are just ideas that i wanted of course i, I might i'm one might pull out for my yeah performance, man. yeah but, whoever's listening man you can make this happen you just hit patrick up <laughs> and we'll, tell, we'll tell you how to do that eventually <laughs> But it's super cool. Yeah. Um, would you ever, or like, uh, when you were in Italy, did, or even just like in, in any anywhere that you traveled, have you seen or checked out other venues overseas or even in like Oh, Montreal, unfortunately like, not. I, I, I wanted to, but I was like with family. Yeah, and like sure. I, It was just tough to tough to go to a, a club. Um, but I, I was I was like recommended from my friend from Scotland to go to like Berlin. Right. There's a lot of clubs there that, totally. are, that are great. Um, but I haven't, I haven't yet. I really want to though. That's For like, sure. that's something that I definitely want to do before like I die or something. Yeah, that was, that was a strong question. <laughs> yeah. hey, before you fucking die. Yeah. Um, no, listen, man, this is really just the, the kind of tip of the iceberg for you, obviously with this, mm-hmm. with this album dropping and all of the kind of work you're doing, whether on an engineering or on a producing front. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we pretty much have reached the, the end of this episode, but, um, I think, to end it differently than we regularly do, we'll, we'll kind of ask you one last question. It's like, the question I'll ask you is, uh, what story do you want this, like this album to tell or, or what do you want someone to kind of think about when they, they listen to this album? Hmm. Um, when I, what I want this album to do is, um, well, I think I, I, I said it before is like, is like escape mm-hmm. when you hear it, you just, you just kind of get lost in in this uh, in this world where you just have you like I want people to use their imagination. That's one thing. Just because of how, like what I've what I'm inspired from is like fantasy, and uh, and like my, my 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 weapon is synthesizers, and that you don't hear every day. Like mm. you don't hear that when you're walking like on the street, right? So, I think I want people to to engage with like with their imaginations and like be be able to be curious with like what they hear and they'll be like what is that yeah and uh and not being afraid to like use that imagination for themselves and their own purposes in life you know and i think this like this album just kind of shows like you don't hear you don't hear some of these sounds every day and and the, the sound design that i did so it's just kind of trying to have people engage with their their imagination so yeah, I think that that's 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 my answer. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. It's a 
freaking great answer right there, Patrick. Listen, <laughs> yeah, man, thank, thank you so you. much for joining us. Thanks for having Patrick me. Patrick Perez, let them know where they can hear the music. Um, everywhere. Uh, no, everywhere. I, yeah, I, pretty I put, much. Pretty yeah, much I, on every streaming platform. Yeah, I put on every streaming platform, so Spotify, Apple Music. I still got to personally put it on YouTube. Oh, right on, uh, right on. I have it on my website, patrickperez.ca. Um, I kind of, it's, my, my website is pretty, like, I have it, like, randomly, like, I'll, I'll, like, I don't have anything, like, it's kind of not organized, but right. it's kind of fun because, I like, it, like, my, my homepage can be different at, at any time. Like, wow. people can go on there and be like, hey, guys, like, this is really cool, and then they see it, and it's, like, something else. Oh, wow. So it's just, like, I just kind of, it's, like, my own little playground <laughs> in the digital <laughs> yeah. world. Like, cool. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, having right your own website. I, th- I recommend people to have their own website. It's fun to just put whatever that you want on there. Like, yeah. quick plug, you know, if anybody needs a website, your boy has <laughs> beginner's knowledge of <laughs> HTML and CSS, baby. Yeah. Yeah. So if you would like me to <laughs> hook it up for the low, low of $3,000. <laughs> Hit I that e-transfer and make it hotmail.com. This guy definitely no, knows his worth. It's definitely <laughs> <laughs> knows his worth. Okay, I'm worth like 20 bucks. I'll do it for like 20 bucks. But you can only e-transfer me because I'm not... <laughs> I'm not trying to meet you in person. Yeah. No meetups. <laughs> Just write down on a piece of paper what you want me to do. Uh, Patrick, thank you again for joining us, man. We're excited that this album is out. We're excited for thank the you. live shows and for all the other work that's going to come along with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and thank you for, for sharing uh, sharing more insight on, on how this album kind of came together. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks of course. For- for traveling here oh man we traveled <laughs> so far it's yeah man oh it was so far to get from pickering to north york uh as always you can uh listen to this episode on soundcloud and the apple podcast app and the google play app um yo you know what we haven't we've never asked people to do this because uh Nivek and i are just we just don't think of these things but yo if you use that if you use the google podcast app man give us give us a little comment tell us whether you thought this episode was crap tell us whether you thought this episode was trap was freaking sick or whatever <laughs> trap? Uh, <laughs> i don't know i was just trying to this run is the trap. it was super bad That's uh cool. but yeah give us a little five star rating on there you know if you use it i've never used that myself <laughs> i, I, I only use it. google play music oh, no i'm kidding i use spotify heavily yeah but if i'm trying to hit up a podcast I go to so Google they, Play. So they can comment on Google. Yeah, you can you can leave us a review on on Apple, the iTunes app, uh, or even Google Play. Or you know what? If you're if you you're an OG using SoundCloud, man, just say hello. At this very mm. specific second on SoundCloud, I want you to just comment hello. Where can uh, where can they leave anonymous questions to? Oh, you? thank you, Patrick, because Patrick yeah. loves the anonymous <laughs> questions. Um they I can send leave, like fifteen every time. Yeah, that's right. He, he really does. <laughs> Um, and they're always just the most obscure. I'm pretty <laughs> sure we we probably talked about the like push up question one time. That was bad. Oh, here. great! Thank yeah. you. Well, <laughs> for your, uh, you're, I missed that. You're just like, it. uh, how many push ups can you do? <laughs> that was your question. And we can on air, just like, uh, I'm like maybe 10. <laughs> um, but yeah, yo, also ask us questions. You know, if uh, if if there's anything you want us to uh, answer while on air, uh, hit up curiouscat.me forward slash hot tub flip flops, uh, and ask us, uh, just about anything and everything. Just don't ask us about push-ups because that's like a touchy subject. <laughs> this is episode 41 of High Top Flip Flops. I'm Chris, a.k.a. Chris, a.k.a. Not Chris, a.k.a. The Thumb Hemingway, a.k.a. Bash Me Outside because I don't fight, I just get beat up, a.k.a. Mr. Date Your Girl With You, a.k.a. Little Poopy Dirt, a.k.a. Dr. Do Too Little. I'm with Nivek. Nivek, a.k.a. 
Nevape, aka Aziz Ben. Oh, I almost said Aziz Ben. Sorry, we RIP that. that one. We RIP that. Yeah, one. Uh, bleep that out. <laughs> uh, Tukak Shapur. That's a new AKA one. Little yeah. Couch, and we got we got Patrick Perez, aka. Man, you got any AKs? I really tried to think of one for you on the show, but I struggled. Uh, AKA PP Lil PP. Oh, okay. Lil PP. We're signing out. Everyone say, <laughs> everyone say bye on three, one, two, three, bye. Bye. bye.